Now I finally feel at home in my body. I will no longer have to worry about getting pregnant, which like I didn't realize like was just constantly looming over me and how much anxiety that really did cause. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am super excited for today's guest. Today, we are speaking with the lovely Brenda Brody, who has become a dear friend. And I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> but <laughs> we, I, I, yeah, we connected, I think, first on Instagram, then in Wink Club. And it's just been a joy to get to know you more over the, especially the last like six months. So welcome, Brenda. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you. This is it's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting to have you. <laughs> so to start, can you just start by telling us all a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Brenda. I was born and raised in central Pennsylvania and I'm now living in the Northern Virginia area outside of DC with my husband, Ian, and our very spoiled Balinese kitty, Basil. <laughs> so we have been living here. We've been married for 12 years this year, which is crazy to believe. Congrats. Um, my husband, thank you. Um, Ian is a high school counselor here in the um, town that we live in. And then I've kind of done a couple career pivots over the years. I went to school for hospitality management, thought I wanted to work in the hotel and restaurant world, started my career working at a online university, pivoted to the corporate events world for seven years. And then shortly after pandemic started, I uh, pivoted again to the banking world, which is where I work now. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So kind of popped all around there, but love it. And yeah, we are, we're very much child-free folks and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> so how did you come to the decision to be child? Was it a decision for you? I, I realized that for some, it's just like, I've always been this way. So what is your child-free story? Or, yeah. So I don't know when I was thinking about this, especially first when you talked about like coming on the podcast. I was kind of like, I don't really feel like I'm all that interesting. Like there's not like that much to tell, but like, maybe that's kind of the point. Like it doesn't need to be like, you know, some grand and extravagant story, but I don't know. I think for me at my core, I've kind of always been, but I didn't really have that label until like fairly recently. But I mean, to go back years and years, I come from a pretty small family. So it's just me and my sister. We didn't have any like first cousins, you know, our, our families are very small on both our mom and dad's side. So like growing up, we kind of always just like were the kids. So as we grew older, like we were never really around kids because we just kind of entertained ourselves. And then when we grew up, there were no more kids really around. So, uh, you know, funny enough, my sister is child-free too. And we always kind of think like, maybe was it a product of our upbringing, just that we weren't really exposed to children very much when we were kids? I don't know. But 
you know, as I grew up, I realized like, I didn't really have any interest in babysitting. Like when all my friends, you know, in like middle school, high school were starting to do that. I tried it, but just kind of found myself like, I really didn't enjoy it. And I would like if my mom would like set me up to babysit like a neighbor or something I would just find myself dreading it because I was like oh my god this is so boring like I don't really like want to go hang out with kids so maybe that was like my first sign um and then you know I as I was growing up like I don't know high school like even college I really didn't think about it too much I got married fairly young so you know my husband Ian and I met freshman year of college we got married pretty much immediately after we graduated. So I was 22, he was 24. So initially when we got married, like I think nobody really bugged us about it at first because we were so young, you know, I think back to our wedding and it was, you know, I'm sure people made comments like, oh, you guys will have such cute babies. Or like, I know people would say to my parents, you know, things like, oh, being grandparents are, is the best one day. But like, I think because we were so young, you know, we were like, oh, like we, we're not going to do that yet. Like maybe one day people were like, yeah, you're young. Like just enjoy being married. Like no worries. And like, I truly just assumed like one day, like I'd want to do it. Like I knew at age 22, like I had no interest in it, but I mean, my parents had me when they were 29. That felt like eons in the future. And I was like, well, when that time comes, sure. I'm I'm sure that that will happen. But then after we had been married four or five years, I was still kind of had no interest in it still. And Ian and I would kind of check in from time to time, like, you're good, right? And he'd be like, yeah, like we're just kind of having fun. And since we were kind of one of the first of our friends to get married, we we did that. We moved away from home bought our first house, kind of got those big milestones done, like within the first couple of years of being married and kind of then, you know, watched our other friends and loved ones follow the same path. And then when they all started continuing on and beginning to have kids, like that was kind of when I realized, oh, I'm still like not looking forward to like the next milestone. (laughs) Like I'm really where we are. So, and also what was kind of nice too about getting married young was a couple of years into the marriage, you know, once you've been married a couple of years and having kids starts to be something that people expect from you and we didn't do it. I think the more that time passed, maybe people just thought like, oh, maybe they can't. Like, I'm just like, not gonna like ask about it. So I kind of think we like avoided like the whole like people pressuring us thing. Cause it was like, when we first got married, oh, you're too young. And then as time went on and then I'm turning like 27, 28 and we still hadn't. And so I think people just kind of figured like, all right, well, I'm just not going to ask, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I kind of like think about like how I came to be like fully child-free kind of phase one being like, okay, I wasn't interested, but like figured I would be one day. Phase two, like my late twenties, kind of seeing other people starting to go through this and want this for themselves and like still thinking like, no, that's not something that I think I want to do. And then the pandemic hit, I think that kind of like solidified it for both of us when, you know, we realized like, you know, as crazy as the world was at that time, we just got to hang out with each other and didn't have to worry about kids and didn't have to worry about like all that other crap that kind of came with that. And whenever the news of Roe v. Wade leaked, that was kind of my first time that I thought, oh, I think I want to have like surgery so that I can't have kids. That had kind of been something that had been on the back of my mind for a while. 
but I never had like quite felt the pull to like make that like final decision until that moment. And then when the thought of potentially like that choice being taken from me one day, not only that, but just like the thought that like birth control might not be as easy to come by one day. Like I had already dealt with all kinds of like crap from my insurance with trying to get my insurance or trying to get my birth control filled when I needed it, you know, just when it became very like real that that may no longer like be an option. Like that was kind of my final, like, (laughs) okay, like it's time to do this. And like, I think that's like, that's my official choice that (laughs) we're not doing this and that door is going to be closed. So that's kind of, I don't know, like I said, I think like when I think back now, like my life, like I think it's always been there, but like, I never really called myself like child free until I fully decided to have my fallopian tubes removed and, you know, really like embrace that title. Yeah. Wow. First of all, thank you for sharing all of that. Like I love, there's so many things I want to pick up on. Like, I love how you put it in phases like that. Like I kind of think about it too, a little bit in phases or even like, yeah, I think there's like, anyways, I think it varies for every person, but yeah, I love how you, how you broke it into these phases of sort of like how your thinking shifted and, and also how like events in the world around you shifted and impacted how you were thinking about it. And I also want to say before I forget, because you had such an impact on me. So also with uh, Roe v. Wade, my realizing I didn't want to have kids kind of was took taking shape during the pandemic, I think is when it solidified for me. And so then, yeah, I too was like, wow, this could be taken away. Like I, that's frightening. So I went, that's when I first considered really seriously getting my own tubes removed. And I did. And I remember the, it was like leading up to my procedure and I was having a freak out moment because I was reading up on everyone else's experiences and sort of hearing what other people had to do to prepare for their operation. And like I was hearing things that like I wasn't told to do or like people would get blood tests. Anyways, I remember getting a message from you or messaging you and like you just like reassured me and it was so good. <laughs> like I needed it so much. And then after that, like I was much calmer and felt like, yeah, it's no big deal. Like friend has been through this and you just had this very like calming effect on me. So thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so glad. I mean, I, when I was first thinking about making that choice to do that, like, thank God for the internet, because I would have never even known that like, that was a thing. Like, I think what's so wild is like, I've been going to the same nurse practitioner, like pretty much like my whole adult life. And I've always been very open with her that I don't want kids. And she's seen me through like multiple kinds of birth control when one pill was making me crazy when one was giving me headaches, you know, this and that, but like the choice or like the option of like, Hey, if you know, you don't want to do this, like you could make it permanent, but like that was never brought up to me. I don't know if that's just my experience, like with my doctor, but like, I do kind of think that like, it's something that like, we really had to do our own like research on and like come to the doctor and say, Hey, I'd like to do this. And when I did, she was like, Oh my gosh, absolutely. Like here, let me go get you a brochure. Let's make you a consultation appointment like right away. But just like having to advocate for yourself is just wild. And then, yeah, I mean, to your point, like, just all the different experiences that you could have with the surgery, like how to prepare for it. And also just reassuring you like, Hey, it's like really not like a very big deal. Like so many people do it. Like it's so rich. 
takes 20 minutes. Like that's just all information that I feel like just isn't readily available. So I'm so glad yeah. I was able to help you. And I hope, you know, now I'm sure I know that you've been influencing others too through the podcast and you're in the Wink Club. So yeah, glad I could help. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely did. You had a big impact on me <laughs> and still do. <laughs> Likewise. So yeah, I thank you for that. And also, I just think it's like, so like, you're right. I don't think a doctor had ever told me like, this is an option. It was always like being handed the pamphlets of like, here's all your birth control options. And like, these are the most effective ones. But it was never like beyond that as far as how to not get pregnant or, you know, like support the life that I wanted. Right. Well, even like what was wild too, like, even when I asked the question of like, okay, what permanent options do I have? The first thing she kind of offered me back was an IUD because she was like, well, would you have any interest in that? Like that is still, you know, the closest thing to effective, 100% effective you can get. And it's still reversible. Also, I mean, respectfully, no, (laughs) I'm not interested in switching to a different kind of birth control. (laughs) Like if I'm going to do this, like I want it to be. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how, and I know my experience too, was very like easy kind of compared to what other folks have gone through who maybe don't live, you know, I'm lucky to live in a very like liberal part of the country where that this is not something that I felt judged for, but I know that's not the case for everyone too. So I don't take that for granted. Yeah. And I also feel like I had a really, I was very fortunate to have a pretty easy time of it too. Like I just had messaged through like the client portal, my NP and she was like, yeah, here's a name. Just call, ask for a general surgeon. And I did. And I ended up instead of going with actually the name that she gave me in the clinic in the town that I live, there were three general surgeons that I could get go to. And I was just like, I'll take the first one that can see me. And it ended up being a woman. And I was like, it was amazing. And she was phenomenal. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect it to be this easy, which was really cool. I know. It's kind of like, like I asked for pictures whenever I was done because I was like, I just want to make sure you like it. Like, even though like, of course I trusted them, but it was just like, I just want to like see that they did it. Um, yeah. Like it was so quick. Like I felt like I, you know, in terms of recovery, it was like, and you know, like just how surprisingly, like all things considered easy it was, I still like, just kind of can't believe that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was it was quick and it was easy. And I'm excited that there are more stories being shared now because I think it makes it less scary to hear other people going through and doing it and having. Yeah, just under more stories to understand, like, what is the experience and what is it actually like? Because I'm very I'm a very anxious person and I'm also like a catastrophizer. So like, (laughs) and like afraid of needles. So (laughs) (laughs) like crazy that I elected for surgery, but that's how like passionate I am about this and not, not having kids. So (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Like that's, this is, we're like the same person, all of the above things. So that just goes to show like how, how important it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What was your experience after it was done? Like, how did you, in terms of like physically or just like with the people in my life or both? (laughs) Even even mentally, like how did it, did it like hit you? Like, oh my gosh, I've had this done and I don't have to worry about these things. I don't have to take birth control. What was that like? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I like remember this so vividly. Like I fully expected, like when I woke up from the surgery that like, I was going to feel what you just said, just like this sense of like, oh, like relief and just feel like so happy. <laughs> when I woke up, I remember like waking up very groggy after the surgery was done. And like one, I was like so tired. And then two, I was like, oh my gosh, can I go home now? <laughs> I was, like sitting there in the bed, I was hungry. Like, you know, I had to go yes. back. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, when do I get to go? I was just like ready to like get out of there. But like, as the coming days of like, when I was in recovery, more than just like feeling like relief, like I just felt very like at peace. And that's like how I can describe it. Like, it was never a sense of like, just like wanting to shout it from the rooftops, even though I did post it on my Instagram for the whole world to see, because at that point I was like, F it, I don't care who knows. But yeah, I mean, it was just like this very like calming, like sense. I think that like came over me, like as the days passed where it was just like, like one, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. But like two, just, yeah, this sense of like, this is how it was meant to be. Mm. Um, I finally feel at home in my body. I will no longer have to worry about getting pregnant, which like, I didn't realize like was just constantly looming over me and how much anxiety that really did cause. And yeah, just kind of, yeah, I would describe it as just like a calm that just kind of like washed over me. And so two weeks after the surgery, I remember it was like two weeks to the day, Ian and I went out for dinner. It was like my first time putting on like real clothes and <laughs> a very comfy jumpsuit because the incisions were so hurting a little bit. And we went out for dinner at this like beautiful restaurant on the water. And we were sitting there ordering drinks and the server was like, I mean, I was just like so happy and like he was happy too, because he could see how happy I was. And I remember the server being like, y'all have like such a good energy about you. Like, I like you guys. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I just felt like it was like really coming through in that moment, just like how happy I was. And it just, it was so special. And then like, when I started sharing it with people, people were so, so, so supportive and so kind about it. I really didn't share it very widely before like yeah. other than with you know, my family and a couple of my closest friends, one, just because I didn't want to jinx it, like in case anything would happen, like God forbid I got COVID before the surgery, you know, for some yes. reason I had to get old. Like I just didn't feel like having to go and tell everybody that. But then also like, I, I truly, even though I knew that people would be supportive, like I just, I didn't want to open it up to any conversation like before it happened. It was like, I was already just like nervous and anxious about it. And I just didn't want to have any conversations where people could potentially be like, oh, like, wow, that's, that's a big step or, you know, just, so I just didn't tell anyone. And then afterwards, when I shared it a lot more widely, just like the people who reached out to me, like on social media, who I haven't talked to in years, just to like ask questions about it or say like, Hey, I'm like thinking about doing this too. Or like, this makes me feel so much less alone for not wanting kids. And then, I mean, just like, my friends, you know, I, I'm really lucky to have a group of of seven friends who I've known pretty much my entire life, like since back as far as like preschool. And, Aww. you know, we, we've all been friends for all these years and have all taken kind of different paths in our lives now. You know, many of them have kids now, but I mean, they were all just like, so, so, so like supportive. And then not only that, but this is really special. All of our moms are friends too, because like we all grew up in a small town, you know, as we were all kind of like growing up, all of our moms were very close too, and like, 
just like the love I felt from the moms was like, like, it makes me emotional just thinking about it now because I mean, I don't know. I just, I wasn't expecting just for the outpouring of just like love and support that I got from people, like not just like, oh, good for you, but just, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Like for knowing like what you want, I can tell how happy you are. It was just so great. So I'm, I'm really, really thankful just for the entire experience. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like tearing up thinking about those, <laughs> <laughs> like the love and support that you got. I think that's awesome. And like, I just hope that like more and more people have that experience for whatever life choice, whatever they're choosing, that there is that love and support. And I'm so glad that you have the had those people to like rally and support you. Definitely. And that like makes me want to support people in my life who've made other choices even more. I mean, it's just like, not that I hope I've always been doing that, but like, I think yeah. after going through an experience like that, you know, it just makes me like that much more like, happy for my friends who have chosen to have kids because I can see how happy it makes them or it was something that, you know, they've always wanted out of life. And I think I've grown a lot in that way. Like when I was first starting to have friends who were going down that path, like it was really hard because then that was when I was feeling very insecure about how I was feeling. And rather than just being happy for them, like I definitely, I know I, I pushed people away and kind of like didn't take it on myself to like be as happy for them as I could have. But like now I think just like years of just life and experience and then going through this. And now I think like every choice is to be celebrated. And I hope that comes through and I hope that people can can kind of do the same. I love that. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful too, because it's really thinking about that other person and not about ourselves, like not projecting. Like what I'm hearing is you really stepping into celebrating people for what they're going through and what it means to them and like, and not projecting your own stuff onto them, which could like get in the way of being excited for them. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag goals. (laughs) Still working on it. It's not always easy, but you know, I think it's just, it's gotten easier the, the more that we've gone on. Yeah. I love that. Hey listeners, I am really excited to announce that I am launching an eight week program to help you create your child free life vision. I'm taking my experience from coaching numerous child-free women and condensing it into eight specifically targeted weeks that will set you up to live your most fulfilling child-free life. Deciding you don't want kids is a huge step, but it's just the beginning. For those who have kids, there's a whole road mapped out. For those who don't have kids, the future isn't quite so straightforward. And so that's where I come in. With my coaching skills and experience coaching other child-free women, I'll help you create a vision for your most fulfilling child-free life based on you, your goals, dreams, and desires. If you're listening to this thinking you don't even know where to start with goals, dreams, and desires, then this is the exact program for you. There are three spots available for the month of May. You can claim yours by signing up for the Child-Free Life Vision Program through my website, AnnaOlson.com. Just look for the banner at the top of the page and click there. I'll link it in the show notes of this episode as well. I cannot wait to help you create a vision for your future that you are so excited about. So... Yeah. So having gone through this, it sounds like you 
have had a lot of support. Have there been times that you felt judged or isolated for like not having kids? You know, I don't know. I like I was saying in the beginning, like I really think like the timing of just you and I meeting and getting married kind of young, um, you know, comparatively, like people would like I said, you know, make comments about having kids, but it was never in a way like, oh, you should really be doing that. It was like, oh, like one day. And then just as time went on, like we just never really felt the need to do it. And I mean, I don't know, like it's maybe it's just I've surrounded myself with good people in life or something. But I mean, my parents have always been like incredibly supportive and never, ever pushy about it. Same with my in-laws, you know, all of my friends, my sister, like I said, is also child free, which like selfishly, I'm very happy about (laughs) (laughs) We both are. And just, yeah, I, I feel like it's almost like the opposite of that just like people being so supportive and like happy for us to do what like we have wanted to do with our life so I mean I'm sure that people have said things over the years and you know it used to bother me a lot more than it does now but you know I think all things considered like we've been really lucky just with the support that we've gotten from everyone in our life that's awesome good (laughs) I, I really really wish that everybody could have that because it's just, it's no one else's business. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think, so I was reminded of something I wanted to ask earlier, which was, what is the label child-free? Like, how do you feel about it? I'm curious, because like, hearing your story and the phases that you went through, and it, it was sort of, correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of like, you didn't necessarily label yourself for a while and then kind of found the child-free community maybe. And then like the term was there. Is it? Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, what does the word mean to you? Does it align with you? I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't even remember how I found, I mean, I'm sure I found like an online community or like social media accounts or something where I, like, I don't know where I first heard the term child-free, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. I know that people have different, you know, ways that they describe themselves based on their circumstance. And I think for me, the term child-free pretty much sums it up, you know, very much like happy and free and, you know, able to do what we want with our life. I forget where I was going with that, but it, you know, I think, I think it does resonate with me and I'm, I'm really glad that it exists. I think too, like just the more that it's become more of like a mainstream, I guess, like label, you know, just the more people I think have been able to kind of look at themselves and think, oh, like that, like I think describes me (laughs) and like, even just back, you know, 10 years ago or so, like, I really don't think it was as, you know, much of a thing that people were talking about or, you know, thing over. So just to see like how far like this community has come just like in recent years has been really cool. And just like being able to connect with other people who feel the same way, like has just been so special. So I'm really grateful for that. I don't know if that answers your question. I kind of yeah. lost where I was going, <laughs> but yeah. It was a very abstract and poorly worded question. So I <laughs> <You're good. laughs> That was phenomenal. Yes. Awesome. So like, what have you learned about yourself? in light of that, like having the label and living into this choice and making it more permanent, even with like getting your tubes removed. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I would say like, I, one, I really hate being obligated to do things. Like, I think that's something that like, I've just kind of learned about myself over the years. Like, I just really don't like being like tied down to something. Like I really value my independence. And I'm very lucky that like my husband, Ian is the same way. Like we are both like so happy to be together, but then also like, we both have like a zillion hobbies on the side. Like we're both happy to like do our own thing for the day. Like it's nothing for me to say, Hey, I'm going out, you know, for dinner with this friend or, you know, like whatever, like it's, I don't know. I think we just like, we work really well together in that way because we're very like similar in that way. So I also think the older I've gotten, the more of an introvert I've become, which I don't know, kind of surprises people sometimes because I'm not like a quiet or shy person at all. But like, I very, very much value like my alone time. Like if I have, you know, something I'm doing, you know, one day of the weekend, the other day has to be for like me to recharge or else like I will have like nothing left for the week. And I don't think that any of the things I just mentioned really lend themselves well to a life with kids because (laughs) you don't get any alone time and you are obligated to something like literally for the rest of your life. Right. There, there maybe isn't as much time for hobbies, not saying that there, there isn't at all, but it's a lot harder (laughs) to find the time to do things for yourself. So, I mean, I think, I think all of this has always been true, but I've really just kind of been able to lean into it, especially over the past couple of years. I don't know. I think like, you know, you can see this whole setup here. My husband is a YouTuber on the side and, you know, has had like a plethora of little side hustles over the years. Like I love like playing the piano and I, I have a clothing reselling side hustle and like, I love to read and cook. And like, it's just, we kind of have that freedom to just like say like, Hey, I'm going to try this thing and like pour myself into it. And then like, if it ends up, I lose interest, then like, whatever, like it's not money wasted or time wasted. (laughs) Like, right. we don't have other kind of obligations that, you know, might take away from something like that. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. And like, what, like, rich lives, like, in terms of the different, like, the exploration and trying different things and like having side hustle. Like, I think that's super cool. And maybe that's just because I kind of relate to that, too. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's a lot of fun. It keeps life, like, so much more interesting. It really does. Yeah. Like I love, like right now I'm obsessed with, I've been following all these bakers on Instagram and like the sugar cookie art that people do or like cake decorating. And a year ago it was like the polymer clay earrings. Like I get, I get very obsessed (laughs) for a little bit. (laughs) Wait, are you going to start decorating cookies? I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I cannot get over like how steady of a hand you have to have for something like that. Like people just make these like beautiful creations. You totally should do it. (laughs) I think it would be really fun to have like uterus shaped sugar cookies that then you can like, there's little dotted lines so you can break off the fallopian tubes when someone's gotten their tubes removed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You have to do this. Like you have to do it. There's a whole, I mean, you could have like a whole, I know on Etsy, there's like a whole section for like people, like for gifts to get people who've had the surgery. Like I know because my friends bought me things from it, a good ring. I don't know if you can really see it, but it's like, even though I got my tubes removed, it's like a tie. And like, it was like meant to be like a gift for someone who like got their tubes tied. So there's a market for this stuff. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go out and get some supplies and start playing around. (laughs) 
absolutely. No, but that's really cool. I love that your friends got you that ring too. That's beautiful. I know. I know. I like, I wear it every day and it just like makes me so happy. And like, what's really cool too. Like it's, it's a good friend of mine who I met like at my first job. Like she now has two little girls and like, she's like been like, you know, my biggest cheerleader with like, you know, taking life in a different direction. So I'm really, really thankful for her. But yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So I guess like, I think we were just talking about it a little bit in terms of like all the things that you're able to do in with your time. Are there other things that like not having kids has like other opportunities that you feel like have come into your life because you are child free? Yeah, I mean, I think like one, just like I said, kind of the, just having the time to do whatever we want with our time. So whether that is leading into ho- the hobby of the week or just having the time to like be lazy and like spend a day like on the couch. Like, I don't know. I had this idea like growing up, like, oh, and I'm adult, like, yeah, I'm going to be running errands all the time and I'm not going to be able to like just have a movie day on the couch. And I think like when you have kids, like that's probably true, but you know, we, I just kind of still feel like we're big kids. So like we (laughs) want to spend a day like in our, you know, sweatpants, like watching Harry Potter for seven hours straight, like we can do that. So that's great. But on kind of, I guess, the more like productive side, like we, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just really, really great to be in a place where we're financially secure. I mean, we're both very lucky to have good jobs. Like we've been able to really get a head start on saving for retirement and just, you know, having, being able to buy a house and, you know, just all these things that, you know, might not have been possible when they were, if we had kids. So that's really great. I think too, I mean, I kind of spoke a little bit about my various career pivots over the years, like, you know, being able to to, you know, go from one thing to another and have it be fairly low risk. Not saying again, that you can't do that if you have a family, but I think there's just kind of more that you have to take into consideration. Like what if this thing doesn't work out? You know, you kind of have more to consider than just, you know, one other person. So, you know, I'm really just thankful for, I just guess like the freedom to, you know, our life can really be what we want it to be. And like, it's just, that's so exciting to me. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it's almost kind of like scary. I mean, it's just like we can do anything. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, not that I mean, we're we're super happy like where we are, where we live, like no plans to like up and move anytime soon. But like <laughs> we could if we wanted to. <laughs> totally. When Grant and I went to Europe in March, we came back and we're like, we could move there. Like, I mean, there'd be a lot of steps to get there, but it was like, wow, what would it be like to live there? Like we could have that lens, which is kind of fun. And not to say that people with kids can't, and yes, they do move and live in other countries too. But yeah, it was like kind of exciting, but yeah. yeah. I'm sure that we'll have the same feelings when we go on our, we're going to Switzerland this summer and I'm sure that we will return from that trip. <laughs> Say like, oh, that would be a nice place to live. Just like anywhere you go on vacation, I feel like. <laughs> right. <laughs> vacation eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like as we're getting to the end here, like what, if any advice do you have for the listeners? Oh man. I, when I saw that this was maybe a question you would ask, like I was thinking, what would I wanted someone to tell me, you know, when I was like, 
23, 24, like starting to have these thoughts of like, maybe I don't want kids. And I would just say, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, like obviously, like if, if you're not my mom, like you're probably someone who like is hoping to find some solidarity with other people, <laughs> maybe feel the same way. So, I mean, I would say one, there's nothing wrong with you, like for feeling that you don't want kids or that you don't even like kids. I don't particularly like kids and that's okay too. If you're in a place where you feel like you have to make a decision one way or the other, you know, I've always kind of heard this advice when it comes to having kids, like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And to just like really think about like, okay, like why are you having reservations? Like if it's something that like you like really at your core don't know if like you want for yourself, like just take a look at why and like dig into it and don't assume that you're wrong or that you need to be convinced otherwise. Sometimes it's really just okay to feel a certain way. And like, there are a lot of other people who feel that way too. And also like communities like the Wink Club, I'm sure there are so many other ones. Like I know there are meetups and, you know, things like really like seek out maybe other people who feel the same way and make those connections because like, that's something I really wish I I had at that time. And I'm so thankful that I have now. And it really just helps me feel less alone. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Everything that you said there is just like, yes, yes. That's like so important. Yeah. And for anyone listening to this, like if they want to connect with you after hearing you on here, how can they do so? What's the best way? Yeah, I would say on Instagram, I guess I'm on there way too much. Um, (laughs) My name, my handle is foodie and the feline with an underscore separating each word. It's not public, but feel free to request me or just reach out. It's not a dedicated child-free account or anything like that. It's just me. But, you know, I'd love to connect with people. You know, I'm always, always glad to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brenda. This was so fun and it went so fast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Like I don't have a clock down here. I don't even know what time it is, but it was so fun. I'm so thankful that like we have met and, you know, I hope that one day we can meet in person. (laughs) We have many that separate us, but I mean, just getting to know you and just, you know, the connections that we've, we've gotten to make have been such a gift. So thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you so much. I know. I feel like every time I see you on a call, I'm like, I can't wait to like be in person together and I, it's going to happen. Well, we'll make it happen. Yes. Awesome. Thanks again. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. This is how we reach more people. And in doing so, that's how we break the stigma. I would really appreciate your support in that and helping this podcast reach more listeners. And if you're someone who is struggling with any aspect of your child-free life, head over to my website and book your free clarity call. We'll talk about how you can start living your best child-free life with intention and purpose today.